Get Pucked. Hello, welcome into the uh, Get Pucked podcast. I'm Dave Trentadoy. That's Vito. That's Matt. I don't know. There's too many people on the screen now. And we have a special guest today. His name is uh, Matt O'Hayan from TSN 690. Uh, hey, Matt, how's it going? I'm good, guys. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Pretty good, man. Thanks for being Fantastic. here. Fantastic. Welcome to the for Get sure. Fucked podcast. We have uh, too many mats now, or we've passed our mat quota, so eventually we're gonna have to deal with that. But for now, thanks for coming on. What uh, what have you been up to? You're you're you, what do you do these days? You're at TSN six nine. You're doing all sorts of things. You're all over the place. That's right. I basically work every shit there is to work at TSN six ninety <laughs> for the time being. Right now, you caught me in my stretch where I'm over at the midday, meaning I'm uh, ten to two or ten to twelve rather with Tony Marinaro, and then. Uh, one to three with Sean Campbell. So it's uh, lots of sports talk, lots of good times. Sweet. All right. And just before uh, we get started, we're just going to announce we have a little giveaway uh, to do uh, for our listeners. Uh, we'll be giving away a real, authentic Montreal Canadiens jersey. Um, any name you want, we'll put the name and the number on in the back. All you got to do is you got to subscribe to us on YouTube and you got to like us on Facebook. That's pretty much it. Those two things. If you want to share it, if you want to do anything else, those will count more. And then you're entered into the contest and we will be giving away. You could put a Caulfield on there. You could put a Suzuki. You could put any uh, player you want. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing that uh, probably towards the end of April will be the actual giveaway date or May 1st or whatever. We'll pick a day. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put the contest rules on our Facebook page. So uh, that's it. You can also find the details on Instagram as well since it will be right. cross-posted. But um, you want to follow you're going to want to follow on Facebook and not like, cause there's no like button anymore. Just a yeah, that's true. Right. Away. I'm stuck in the past. All right. All right. So <laughs> right. guys, let's, let's get down to Habs talk. That's what this podcast is about. Um, if what we hear about the Habs, uh, you know, the, the Habs are, you know, they're ever since the hiring of Marty St. Louis and, and, you know, they've seemed to have turned the page. And if what we're hearing is true uh, about them, perhaps being players come free agency time, um, how far do you guys think, and we'll start with you, uh, Matt O'Hayan. How far do you guys think the Habs are from, first off, making the playoffs, being, being uh, you know, um, playoff contenders, and then being actual Stanley Cup contenders? Because, you know, they, they have a core in place. I mean, are they far as far as we perhaps thought? Right. I, I think... Um... I think the thing you have to we have to keep in mind because they're playing well, which is uh, the big buzz is that they're playing well, but they're not winning games, which is the ideal situation for the Habs co going into this year's draft. I think they're going to stay the course no matter what happens in free agency. They might try to be big players and try to get those guys on board veterans to come in and uh, maybe expedite the process a little bit. But I think from what I see, they like that they're kind of playing stress-free hockey in the sense that they say that the NHL is not the developmental league, but you see guys like Justin Barron, uh, guys like Jordan Harris and Jesse Alonen, just to name a few that are playing really, really well at the NHL level. But by the same time, uh, they're playing kind of with house money. So I think they want to stay that course and have a, maybe another another season or two like that so maybe two, three years away from being contenders, which isn't that long, right? I mean, when Bergevin was the man in charge, it was, you know, right when he got fired, well, oh my God, it's going to be five years till, uh, till we see anything from this team. But I don't think that's the case. I think uh, they could be two, three years off. 
But Matt, do you think like just you see the team now? They had a lot of injuries this year. They had a lot of you know uh, COVID issues, all sorts of things. Do you think that you know they could surprise some teams with just a few key uh, free agent acquisitions, or do you think you know that's not they're not going to contend and that's it? You just focus on the two three years down the road. Well, it really depends on what they get, right? I mean, are they going to are they going to determine that Justin Barron is an everyday NHL defenseman or do they want him back in Laval? Uh, Jordan Harris seems like he's here to stay, um, be it here or in Laval. I think the biggest thing is the key is Romanov, right? Because he, to me at least, is not going to be that number one guy as well as he's been playing because he's just missing that offensive flair. Uh, that's not a part of his game and that's not a knock against him. It's just not something he excels at. So what I think is if they could somehow swing a number one defenseman, obviously the hot name out there is Chris Letang, that could really expedite a process. And maybe they just have one more season of struggles before they really they really get going and they're able to push the, that top four of uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston and uh, Florida they could push one of them out of there and uh, and and jump into that top spot in the in the division, so they they can grab a playoff spot. Boys, Matt, what do you think? I mean, he 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 nailed it pretty good there. Uh, the NHL, the parity in this league is is unlike any other sports league, as far as I can think of. I mean, you have teams like that made playoffs one year that are bottom dollars the next year that bounce back the following year and and push for for the cup. It's it's a weird league that way. Um, do, if they made the playoffs last year with one or two acquisitions, would it blow my mind? No. Um, in a realistic sense, taking it from, from a realistic approach, I think they're probably one or two years away from, from being perennial playoff contenders. Uh, and then they're probably within the three to four range uh, of, of probably making a, a significant push for the cup. I think that's where they're at. I think by that point, you're going to have your, your young stars that are on this team mature enough and blossoming. You're going to bring a lot more youth in. You're going to bring a lot more um, veteran presence from wherever you're going to acquire this. Um, and and I think in three to four years, the uh, the Hughes-Gorton stamp will really be put on this team and we'll see what they're what they're going to be able to do. So that's kind of the, the, the time frame that I'm looking at. If they don't make the playoffs next year, I'm not going to cry. I think it's all part of the process. But if they did, if they go out and they do these acquisitions, if, if like what we're hearing and their players and they, they really think that this team is, is geared and Carey Price coming back and they bolster the defense and they got all these young kids coming in and whatever they can grab one or two, like, and they were saying big players. I mean, who knows? It, it wouldn't surprise me either way, but, but to temper expectations, that's how I would frame it. I'd say one or two years, they're going to be playoff team for sure. And within three to four, I can see them definitely being a beast in the East. You know, I don't think they're going to be as bad as what, as this season. Um, will they make, could they make the playoffs within one or two years? I think they can make the playoffs mainly because, you're seeing that they're playing a different style of hockey, but I like what Matt O mentioned that we're looking at them being stress-free. There's no pressure on them. They win or lose, it's fine. Yes, we want they want to win and we want them to win, but at the same time, it's a different ball game when it's going to be next year where it starts over and every point counts and you want to try to make the playoffs and so on. So, I, and at the same time, how healthy is Carey Price? And is Carey Price going to stay with the Montreal Canadiens? Because that makes a big difference on whether they make it to the playoffs or not. Um, if Carey Price is the, the Carey Price that we all know and what, what we're seeing in practice, it looks like he's coming back into shape, um, then our chances of making the playoffs are that much better. Um, in terms of the actual uh, free agency, 
I mean, I was I looked at the list. There are some names out there, but how willing are some of those names to sign with the Montreal Canadiens? So I'm not going to hold my breath on any of those players signing. Uh, but I, I could see somebody like Chris Letang, as uh, Matt O mentioned. The only thing about Chris Letang is how much does he want for how long? If it's a shorter term deal, but he's asking for more money, I would consider it. You know, don't surpass the two year mark, especially because it'd be a 35 plus contract. If anything happens to him, we're stuck with that on the books. And we already have Shea Weber. We don't know if his contract will be moved. You know, there was there's some um, optimism there that it can be moved, but you don't want to get stuck with another contract there as well. And uh, some of the other players that that are listed under the free agency. I mean, I, I know I, I have a preference for, for Philip Forsberg, Dave. We've mentioned this one, but will it happen? I'm not sure if you'll even leave Nashville. So um, two, three years is right around where I think Montreal, I could say I'm comfortable enough to say that they could be a playoff team. By that point, you also might see Boston taking a step back because how much longer can they go with Patrice Bergeron being their number one guy? All right. Well, so yeah, let's talk free agency then. Um, you know, you, met, you mentioned a couple of names there, Philip Forsberg and Chris Letang. Matt, uh, oh, hey, and what do you think, uh, you know, the Habs, first off, they should target and what do you think they will end up uh, getting? Are they going to be big players or, you know, are they just going to go after a, a few key pieces where they, where they need? Yeah, well, the, the again, the biggest thing for me is that, you know, it was kind of in the news. I, I forget if it was Kent Hughes himself who mentioned it or Jeff Gorton, but basically they need in my opinion, their biggest need right now is a number one defenseman. They got a lot of pieces on the blue line, like we said, um, in, you know, young pieces in Justin Barron, uh, Alex Romanov, and Jordan Harris, who looks to be uh, getting more comfortable at the NHL level. But again, if you want to make noise in the NHL in the playoffs, you need a number one defenseman like a Shea Weber, um, like they had. I think really the the only way they acquire that number one through not the draft is free agency. And that's Chris Letang to me. I mean, he checks all the boxes. He's has the offensive flair, as we all know, uh, he's, he's 35, he's getting up there in age. So there's that concern, but guys of his caliber don't tend to, you know, fall off a cliff. He's having, he's having a pretty good season this year. Um, in terms of other names, he's not, Per, a number uh, your traditional number one per se but i can't see how john Kling, klingberg would would he he would be a great fit for this team and what they want to okay. do right puck move puck mover fast skating uh you know he 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 also checks all the boxes but again he's not that traditional number one so if you're going to go that route you got to find a way to kind of insulate him and insulate the entire blue line that they don't need that number one to lean on for 26, would, 27. Would you be willing to commit to, uh, let's say, Klingberg wants six, seven years at about, I don't know, seven, eight million? I would do it with a contingency of, I mean, I, I just, there's no, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't think there's a way that the Canadians start next season with Jeff Petrie on that blue line. Um, so if they're able to get that money off the books, uh, I would have no problem. Uh, giving him the money he wants and frankly he deserves because he's got the offensive flair and that's what this team needs on the back end. So I, I, I guess it, with the, with the caveat of him of getting Jeff Petrie off the books, I would have no issues with that. I think it's a no brainer. Jeff Petrie comes off the books and I think that they have to throw a lot of money at John Klingberg first to get him here. And second, I just think that he fits so perfectly into what I think the Canadians need. 
um, for sure. Matt, what are you uh, what are you thinking in terms? Of I mean, the- all the names that I had written down a little bit here, it, it, you guys named them all. It's it's fantastic. So we're all kind of on the same page for the Latang thing. I personally think he's a little too old. I think he'd be fantastic. I understand that he's putting up a banner year, but like these guys, when you get 35, 36, 37, it's a matter of time. They step on the ice and they're old overnight. Um, if he's prepared to take a sweetheart deal and end the career as a Canadian, fine. But if well, he's what's asking a for the big deal money, to you? well, if he if you're going to be paying him six million dollars, I, I think you your money is better spent elsewhere. If he wants to do like a two year deal and like I don't know, four and a half, like like really like something like he wouldn't do it because I think other teams would pay him what he's asking for. I just don't think the Habs are in the right place now. They're not pushing for a cup today where you bring him in. You're so, not getting you're not getting Latang for less than what Jeff Petrie's contract is in terms of dollars. It's going to be at least a six point two five million. Well, then I I prefer to allocate I prefer to allocate the money elsewhere. And frankly, Klinberg is exactly who I'd go for. Now, whether he wants to come here, how you get him here is a whole other story. I do think Petrie's money is coming off the books, so there's a big chunk of it that goes towards his salary, um, and then you fill in the rest with what you need. And and he is your de facto number one, and hopefully he can round out the game and, and figure it out so that he is a bona fide one um, and not just an, a really highly offensive skilled defenseman uh, who, who would fit the play style perfectly. But that's if you're targeting like organizational need in the free agency. I heard they want superstar names as well, right? You've got Giroux's name out there was, was one that was very commonly being told now. I don't think Giroux's coming. Bergeron, another one. I definitely don't see that one happening. But names that are out there, the one that you had named, Philip Forsberg, would be the one I target first, if possible. Again, I don't see him leaving, but if we're, if they're going big name hunting, why not? Uh, and then after him, and since you're going big name hunting, you 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 call him, you see if Johnny Hockey's interested, you give him a ring. Yeah, why not? You're talking not? about a you're talking about a yeah, ten and a half raise to get yeah. yeah 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 it's a lot of money. But if but you're that's... gonna make the calls, make the calls. And if if those calls are not the ones that you're gonna make, and you want to be a little bit more realistic, although albeit not that much, because I think he's gonna get paid, I'd give uh, Kadri a call too. I'd give him a ring. I'd give him a ring and see what's up. Yeah, Kadri, I think has priced himself out of the market a little bit for the Canadians. Yeah, if, in terms of if what, he comes what down to a here, reasonable number, yeah. But um, I mean, we talked about. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Everybody talks about a top line, right? And that's what the Canadians are lacking, a top line. How Johnny Hockey, Caulfield, and Suzuki, how's that for a top line going forward? Woo! I think that would be absolutely a little, sh- the, little short, the shortest top line in the NHL, my friend. The way they play and the way that the league you is. You can't is, hit is, what you can't see, baby. That's the key. They'd be so small, so fast, it'd be perfect. Just, just talking about free agency, do you guys think, like Marty St. Louis being hired, do you think that will take a little bit away of the stigma that surrounds the Canadians in terms of signing here because of the taxes, because of the whatever you want to talk about, the language situation, the media situation, uh, you know, playing in Canada now with, with, with the pandemic? Do you guys think that Marty St. Louis hired a little bit offsets that? Or do you think at the end of the day, man, a coach not going to really make that difference for most players? I think the entire administration change is going to change that for everybody. Across the league, you're you know you have Vanilla Cavalier there. You got Kent Hughes, who players do know, other teams know, and whatever. They have nothing but good things to say about him. Then Marty Saint Louis, what can you say? It's every short player who's ever been challenged to and been told that they're never going to make the NHL. He's the literally the story to tell you that hey, you can make it. Look what I've done. So I mean, you're already seeing what the kind of effect he's having on Cole Caulfield and to a lesser degree Suzuki and so on. So yeah, I think it helps, but at the same time, you're, you have a certain group of players that are going to also factor in all the money and be like, no, I want to get paid. 
Uh, I don't want to lose money due to taxes. I don't want the Montreal pressure, whether Marty St. Louis is there or not. So it's for them to identify who those players are and who are the ones that would want to come to play for Montreal. But I do think we're in a different situation than we were a couple of years ago. That's for sure. Matty, go ahead. Yeah, I think I, I agree with what you guys said. I mean, they're in a they're in a really different situation. Um, the only thing that I would be hesitant if I was on the free agent side of things is how much of this is still a honeymoon phase of Martin St. Louis, right? Because we're seeing now, we're seeing after they, they went on that hot stretch um, where they won uh, 18 games, pushing every game to overtime, which is great. I mean, they're they're playing really, really well, but now things are starting to set in. You're starting to see structural problems with the team that, frankly, need to get fixed for them to become those contenders, like we said. It's all, it's all fun and well to have the roster, but this team can't penalty kill. That's a massive problem. And, you know, that that's uh, that's something that costs you. You know, if you're taking three, four penalties, maybe even five a game, and you're giving up two, three, I know that teams are, the teams that they're playing are loading up, but these are the te- these are the beasts that you're going to need to beat at some point to be those playoff contenders. So there, there's more to it that, that goes into it than just the roster itself. I think that the roster is a big part of it, but they, they have some structural issues that are kind of, no one's really talking about that they that they also need to get sorted out in the offseason. I don't know what kind of assistant coaches they're going to bring in. I mean, I think it's I think we're all in agreement that Martin St. Louis will be back. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hand him the check and, and see what he wants kind of deal. But I, I just think that there's some to be off the ice in terms of bringing the right people in to be uh, to be in charge of these things, because I think Luke Richardson does a great job. And uh, with the defense, he he talks, I mean, everyone talks so highly of him, but at the same time, you need other people in the organization to specialize uh, special special teams units, maybe more player development people in there, uh, more skills coaches, all those things uh, factor into, you know, drawing in to uh, drawing in free agents because, I mean, this is the Montreal Canadiens we're talking about. They, They got the most money. They they got more money than God, right? So they should be able to pay these uh, these coaches to 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 come in and and really fix those problems that they're having right now. Matty, yeah, um, I think I think he helps. Uh, you know, having him here, his pedigree. Um, obviously, you, you know, the words out. It's a fun environment. It seems like right now, again, going back to they're playing with house money, and obviously they weren't making the playoffs, so you're a little bit looser, but. It, it's it's little things that help, you know, change of management and, and the words that's been coming out and, and being a little bit more transparent and, and all that kind of stuff. These things will all help. But bottom line, uh, as much as it pains me to say, I think Vito's got it kind of best there. You know, if you're a player and you want the money, you're going to go to the money and, and coming to Montreal is not a place where you come for the money. Unless if you're like, you know, a Carey Price and even there, right? Carey Price made his $10 million in Florida. How much more is he netting in his pocket? You know, it's 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 an unfair advantage a lot of teams have over, uh, you know, particularly the Canadian teams. But uh, it, it's not a bad thing. That's for sure. You know, the, the environment that was there before, I'm sure word was getting around in the league. And, and you know, if Dom Ducharme and, and, and everything and Bergevin were still there. Yeah, I, I'd imagine those that were on the fence would be leaning even more towards, eh, I don't want to be involved with that. But now it's a little bit of a rosier picture. It's a little bit of a cleaner pasture here. It's a little bit of a change of guard. 
you could be at the start of something, the, 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 the foundational levels of something that's coming up. If you're a younger guy, um, I think pretty much it's universally agreed upon in the league where if you win in Montreal, there's no greater place to win. So if you think that, that the team is trending that way and you can come and help, yeah, I think, I think it's going to help. But I don't know if it's going to be a, a massive uh, swing difference one way or another. All right, the, the, fo the following video is brought to you by Vito here, okay? Barrett backpedaling to the far side. Justin Barrett, good footwork, fire scores! Justin Barrett, his first NHL goal, and we're tied at two. What a moment for Justin Barrett. Well, you can see he's getting more confident as every that was a, a Vito special. Uh, Vito, go go ahead. I know you were a big fan of that goal. So, <laughs> Listen, the kid, got, the kid got his first goal. So my question to you guys, I know it's a small sample size for those who have watched Justin Barron with the Montreal Canadiens and for those who have watched Justin Barron and, and the juniors and all that, it's a different story. Uh, but in this small sample size, when you're looking at him and you watch him play and you watch the way he moves and you see that edge work, uh, how, he, how, he, how he plays that blue line, um, what is your what what's a comparable for you when you're looking at his style of play what's what we, who would you compare him to as a current nhl player even a past nhl player if you want to bring bring one in uh just on a low end and if he were to hit a ceiling i the the when i saw that goal i mean the first thing that came to my mind because we're we're talking montreal canadians here and you know when was the last time we've seen anyone paint like skate across a blue line like that terms of skating ability, I don't know about offensive ability. The thing that stuck out to me right away was P.K. Subban. I mean... 100%. Give yeah, that man the star. Like that. that is the correct answer. Right. Yeah, I mean, just the way he, he, he skated across, that footwork, it was just what an incredible moment to watch and just what a way to score your first goal, first of all. That but puck had eyes. That, that's it. I mean, but just the way he was moving reminded me so much of watching PK Subban in warmups and those crazy that crazy footwork he would show off just that's what sticks out to me the most Maddie yeah it's it's a hundred hundred percent you saw it immediately you can close your eyes you can see 76 doing the exact same movement across the ice big boomer shot that that's what it looked like to me like not to say he's gonna be PK not to say that he's going to have the same type of career as PK, any shape or form, but in that instance, on that one play, it was like you could have just picked one or two and, and transported them in the other body, and it was the same kind of play. It was fantastic. Is I there mean, a player? It, is there a player outside of the Montreal Canadiens that so far he reminds you of, or you feel like he has a potential to be said player? Honestly, to 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 be fair. I don't know the player well enough to make that kind of call yet. I, I only know what I've seen in the couple games that he's been here. Um, you know, and, and of course the reading that I've done from, from other people that have watched him in the juniors, which, which frankly I haven't. So, so the book is still out for me to say who I can compare him to. Um, but I mean, from what I've seen so far, this is a kid who has tremendous amount of talent who I think whether he's going to make the team next year or not is still kind of up for debate but will he be an nhl defenseman without a shadow of a doubt 
All right. I hate, I hate the, I hate comparing players to players. Cause to me, it's, you know, everyone's individual. I, I just, I don't like it. Uh, I get the PK Subban uh, thing. I, I, I've heard a lot of stuff on Twitter. I, I want Vito. What's your answer? Let's get that out of the way. Vito, what do you think? His ceiling, uh, I think his max, if, if he hit his full potential, he could to me, maybe like a Charlie McAvoy from Boston. If, uh, if he doesn't hit his ceiling, I, I see, I see a lot of uh, maybe a bit of a Noah Hannafin in him too. All right. Interesting. All right. So uh, let's, let's stick with the defense. All right. Let's uh, I'll name you a few players. All right. I'm going to name you. Um, so you got Justin Barron, you got Jordan Harris, you got Kane Gooley, you got Matthias Norlander. Um, who do you guys see out of those guys starting the season with the Canadians next season? Matt? I could see for sure Jordan Harris, just cause you know, they, they went through so much to bring him in. I mean, you got to believe when, or you got to not believe rather when, uh, when he said in the media availability that that was the plan all along to come to Montreal. Well, you know, we were hearing the exact opposite the entire time. So I feel like they, they've done a lot to bring him in. So I feel like there's, there's a spot for him one way or another, uh, Jordan Harris, that being, um, Baron, I mean, he's, uh, I, I could see him back in Laval, and that's no slight against him, right? I mean, you talk about uh, other comparables. Just based off all the scouting reports we saw uh, and we've been hearing about, that was that he's a 3-4 kind of guy. And when I think 3-4 kind of guy, but also that not that you know uh, big-bodied guy who's just there to be a bruiser, I think Brett Pesci also. Uh, so... That's a that's a defenseman who doesn't exactly have the most offensive flair, but boy oh boy can he skate and move the puck if he needs to. So that that's um I think they they want to develop that. And again, it all goes to what kind of season they're going to have next year. You know, if they want to play that uh, if they're going to play that stress free game, then sure he has a spot on the team right away. But I think you're going to want to bring in a couple veteran a couple more veterans. Uh, be it on the offensive side, maybe one more on the blue line, just to insulate those young guys because it's really, really tough to, you know, have three or four young guys like that developing. But I think to, to answer your question, that's the long-winded way of saying I think um, Jordan Harris will be with the team maybe as a seven at some points, and uh, Barron will be in Laval. And what about Gooley? Like you got a guy like Gooley who seems to be, you know. That's my head. guy. I would say Gooley and Harris are the ones that stick with the Montreal Canadiens. Somebody's got to take take Sherratt's spot that he left behind on the left side. Somebody a bit more physical, a bit more of a certain presence. And I think they're going to, at the very least, they're going to give him the 10-game try to see if he should be in the with the team or if he should be sent to Laval. But I'm, I say Gooley. Harris, for sure, Matt, Matt nailed it. All that trouble to bring him. They're just not going to send him to, to Laval. He's going to end up learning uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. Unless it's like he falls off a cliff. And his game falls off a cliff. He's he's gonna stay with Montreal. So I, I'm gonna say Gooley will be the uh, the player, the other one that out of the list you provided that stays with the Habs next year. I got Romanov and Harris making the top six. I got Gooley and Laval. I got Norlander and Laval. Barron, I also have likely getting Laval, but he's kind of the guy who, considering he's getting the 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 glimpses now, if he can show something, there's a possibility. But I'm I'm strongly of the belief that you're going to have Romanov and Harris there as, as your real young guys, and they're probably going to get somebody. They're going to pick up a veteran. I think so. 
it's, I don't know who it's going to be. They're like, going to keep. They're going to You know, you know that that roster is going to have Shuneman next year too. The back end's going. There's going to be Shuneman. Yeah, there's, there's Shuneman as well. They, heck, they might even bring back Weidman if they don't end up finding another right-handed defenseman. Also yeah. played pretty good this year, all things considered. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible to have back. You had Savard, Edmondson still there. Like there are bodies, so I don't think there's any reason to rush any of the young guys. And if Let you had to deal, if you had to deal any of those prospects, right? If you had to use any of them as a bargaining chip, which one uh, would you be happy? Well, not happy, but which one would you be more willing to part with? Norlander. Yeah, well, is that just recency bias? that's recency bias. No, 100%. it's because I it's really kind of, he seems like the forgotten man, right? Like, he no, it's like not guy, about that. Overhyped, played a few games here, got sent back, and it, no one, no it's one not about that. Man. It's I really like the other ones ahead of him. And there's okay. also other there's other defensemen that are in the pipeline that are coming to you. Have Struble, you have Struble, you have Arbor Zakaj. You, I mean, you have you have there's other ones. So I would say Norlander, especially if you plan on bringing in a puck moving defenseman, or if uh, you know you have other defensemen that can do what Norlander is going to do, and it's going to take them a few more years. Why not? You know, my head my head is like kind of spinning at all these names. I, I guess the biggest thing for me is just whatever, whoever, because they can't keep everyone that, that I think we're all in agreement with. There's just too many bodies. There's too much talent there. I think the, the refreshing thing of all of this to just bring it to a macro level is I have so much faith in this front office that they're going to make the right decision, no matter what into who to, you know, move to give that opportunity elsewhere, but get a nice, nice return. And, you know, just, not rush these guys to the NHL. Like you guys have been saying, there's no, there's no rush to bring them in. And there's so many bodies here. So I, I think I just have a lot of confidence in that whoever they do end up moving, it, it's going to be the right choice. And whoever they move will probably thrive somewhere else, but that's not going to be like, it's not going to be one of those that, Oh my God, I can't believe they traded Norlander. Look at him. He's got 15 goals this season. And uh, Justin Barron's down in uh, Laval. The guy can't even, the guy can't even pick up uh, three points. You know, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a calculated decision and whoever they end up moving will probably thrive. But that doesn't mean that the, the defenseman that they keep won't be doing as well either. Interesting. Matty. I mean, I don't want to get too long winded on it. I, I, I like them all, but I truly believe in order to get, you got to give. And if they are going to move one, I don't think all these guys have a lot of potential. So I think they're going to put them in packages I think the one that you dangle right now is Gooley. I wouldn't want to. I'd want to keep him. I want him on the team. But I think if you're ready to roll and you want to make splashes, that's the guy who they're uh, going to ask for, and that's the guy you're going to have to put in there. You're entitled to your opinion, sir, but I think that that would be a huge mistake on Montreal. It's part. possible, but there's if you put Gooley with somebody the roster, else... There's nobody else in the pipeline that brings what Gooley brings. Absolutely, but you're comparing it to a trade that has nobody on the other side. If I dangled a really fancy name there, all of a sudden you might be like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to, but I how could I not? I am not even going to put you on the spot to bring up something that would entice me to say, okay, fine. I'll think about it. I'll think about it and get back. <laughs> Jake Muzzin. That's Fuck my comparable. No. That's my comparable. No, oh, that's, that's your comparable. comparable. You're saying Gooley's a Jake, Jake Muzzin. Muzzin but a better Jake Muzzin. Uh, that that's his ceiling. A better Jake Muzzin is a ceiling. That's my that's my uh, that's my no, Jake uh, Muzzin. Jake Muzzin's not Jake. the sexiest name, but good the guy he's a very reliable, very solid good defenseman, defenseman, right? 
All right. Uh, Vito, you got one last thing for us. We won't keep you too long, Matty. I know you're busy. You probably, I don't know what you're doing. Habs game tonight. Are you working the Habs game tonight? No, 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 no. I got, uh, I'm running over to the gym after this. You guys got me home. You broke my routine, but for you guys, it's worth it. Nah, (laughs) appreciate it. So like last time, this is not a hockey question. This is a food based question. If you had your favorite, huh? If Mm. you can pick one meal to eat every day for the rest of your life, or one food type, what would it be? Okay. Oh, well, food type or meal? We'll go meal. Okay, a specific yeah, yeah. meal. Yeah. One specific meal. Every day for the rest of your life. That's it. There's not the food. Every other type of food does not exist anymore. It's right. this. That's an easy one for me. It'd be steak. Steak, and you can't get tired of steak. Steak and uh, you know baked I love potato. A good steak. I love steak, steak, baked potato, and some was, vegetables. Maybe, maybe I'm just taking this too seriously, but. You're gonna die if you just eat red meat <laughs> for the rest of your life. You don't got long left before the doubt sets in, and then you know, like you gotta pick good. one, Matt. You gotta pick one. Oh man, oh that's tough. Uh, one meal for the rest of my life. Oh god, I'm gonna like if all things being equal, I would. You know, don't need any other vitamins. I could take supplements and survive. Let's assume. Um, let's assume. Yeah, let's assume. Because I, I that very literally. <laughs> I'll go with, um, man, it's got to be two hot dogs, poutine, Diet Coke, right? Uh, I mean, oh, wow, Diet Coke. Never get tired of that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, you gotta see, you gotta save the calories somewhere. Yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, that's after eating lot. two hot dogs and a poutine, okay. <laughs> Matt, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the steak's a good one. The two steamies and a poutine is also fantastic. I mean, you're Keith has got to be in there. Pros. You're assuming that that's from Belt Pros. Well, um, yeah, sort of. Okay, all right. Uh, but... I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. That is that is a really tough one. But I think deep down, I'm gonna go off the board. I would think and go back to uh, yeah, there's a board salad. I would. This no, no, no! I get out of here with your salad. No, I'm gonna go to a. I'm gonna go to a um, uh, a favorite of mine growing up, and it was um, schnitzel. Mm, nice All chicken right. schnitzel. Yep, yeah, a little bread of chicken I there. My answer, actually, now that it comes, now that I'm, now that I'm trying to think <laughs> yeah. about it, I've known <laughs> you for over a decade, and I never thought. That that's what you'd fucking say. Never. Well, you make me pick one thing. Anyways, for me, one thing. What's the? Where's the best schnitzel you've ever had? Oh, it's a home cook, baby. Home cook. That's your task to bring it. That's your your task to bringing it uh, to us next time we uh, we all see each you other. You got it. You got right. it. Yeah, you yeah. go and ask Mama Mom Mandel. We want some schnitzel. <laughs> She'd be more than happy. The right answer, guys, is a burger a real good not a mcd's burger i'm talking about one of those like awesome big ass burgers that have everything in it and all the lettuce the tomato you got all the veggies into it you got all of it that you need the sauces at the same time burger all right it's essentially There's... i mean you put the you slap some lettuce tomato onion pickle on that it's just, it's basically a salad at that point so you know it's all it's all good <laughs> so, so i get everything here vito picked salad as his only meal all right i picked burger I mean, you can't go wrong with any of those picks. They're they're fantastic. They are. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very Dave, much, Matt, for, uh, for coming on with us. Okay. Oh, can you hear me now? Nope. Yeah. You're good. You're back. I'm Bring it home, baby. All right. Bring it home. Thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Matt, for uh, taking the time to, uh, to to spend some time with us here on Get Pucked. 
hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I uh, did very much. Uh, anytime, guys. Anytime you want me back, uh, I'm right here, and uh, I'll come up with a better answer than two hot dogs, poutine, and a dog. No, no, that, that was, was a great a answer. <laughs> Don't let him guilt you. I great want, answer. I'm going to order some Bell Pros right now, man. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone, we're doing a giveaway, Habs jersey, real authentic, none of that fake stuff, a real authentic jersey um, with any player you want on it. So anything at all, any name, any number, you can, uh, all you got to do, like us on, uh, no, subscribe, sorry, sorry, follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and subscribe. The most important part is to subscribe on YouTube and share with your friends. Tell you all your uh, friends, family about it. And uh, that's it. That's it. Well, uh, and look for the details of uh, the rules of the giveaway. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, it'll be attached to this post, uh, to this uh, episode probably. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, Maddie. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all soon. That was Get Pucked.